So Money, episode 498, Nicole Feliciano, author of Mom Boss. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Raise your hand if you're a mom boss. I'm a mom boss. You could be a dad boss. Welcome to the show. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi, host of So Money. And by now, we've all pretty much heard the expression girl boss, right? Hashtag girl boss. It was the title of Sophia Amoruso's New York Times bestselling book and soon to be Netflix series. And by the way, she and I were on her podcast talking about money and life and earning millions of dollars in your 20s. She did that, not me. So look up uh, her girl boss podcast radio for that interview. And increasingly now you might be hearing, in addition to girl boss, the expression mom boss. It's a movement led by Nicole Feliciano, the CEO of Mom Trends and author of the new book, aptly called Mom Boss, Balancing Entrepreneurship, Kids and Success. And Nicole's got the inside intel on how moms can launch businesses while spearheading a household, how to structure your life so you don't go crazy, and advice from some of the top female entrepreneurs in this country for how to be a proper mom boss. And full disclosure, she interviewed me for this book and my experiences and deep thoughts are throughout it. I had to ask her though, why use the word balance in your title? I think that's, you know, that's tricky because some people have thrown out the expression balance, balance this, balance your life. They don't, it doesn't exist, right? Or does it? She has some interesting thoughts on that. Here is Nicole Feliciano. Nicole Feliciano, mom boss. Welcome to So Money, my friend. I'm so excited to be here and talk about the book and all things mom bossy. Uh, yeah. And I make a cameo in your book. You uh, very kindly interviewed me. I mean, I don't really think of myself every day as a mom boss. As, as you know, sometimes you don't feel very mom bossy. Sometimes you just yeah, feel I like think- you're having a bad hair day and nothing's going right. Your your evolution was really interesting. Interesting because you went solo before you had you started your family, and then your career evolved. And I think that the mom boss part of your journey was how you continued along your career path after the kids came along, and that I found that very interesting. Well, you know, and I'm sure you've come across this, and maybe even experienced this in your own life. I did. There's this thing called the like the baby trigger, even um, dads will say that as soon as we had a child, your priorities completely shift. And when it comes to work, you instantly know what takes priority and what doesn't, what's important to you and what isn't, and what your trade-offs are. In that way, having a child and having a family is such a gift. And while we a lot of times are afraid to start our families because we think it'll stymie the growth of our careers, I think there's another way to look at it. And I've seen the fruits of the labor literally in our household and in others. Tell us why you wanted to write the book. Well, we are coming up on 10-year anniversary of, of Mom Trends Media being around, and it was a great 
uh, milestone because uh, there's so many numbers about the businesses failing, small businesses failing. So we hit the million dollar mark and we were closing in on the, the uh, 10 years of business. And I feel like those two things in my mind were a moment of having arrived and it's certainly not an overnight success, but it was you know a success story that I was excited to tell because it evolved as my kids uh, have grown. And I thought that the timing was absolutely perfect of the book with the, the you know the su- successes that I've had. And at this point, um, I've really moved to a mentoring role within um, the social media world and uh, people who are starting up influencer businesses in the New York area as well as nationally. And I thought this was a great way to give back to our community. And then I also get invited for a lot of sessions with women who are trying to launch businesses or trying to get small brands off the ground and running. Um, and I can't have a half an hour coffee with everyone, but I can, uh, you know, have a book for sixteen ninety five that's going to give them even the best of me, you know, even better than a coffee date um, that's available to them. This is truly the, the era for mompreneurship, isn't it? I mean, you go back to 2007, which in internet years is like, you know, mid-century, um, for all intents and purposes, because 2007 was just when people were realizing, hey, you know, online videos are kind of a thing. I think YouTube had just surfaced. You were in some ways very lucky because you had a, um, you had years ahead of others, moms now who want to maybe start uh, a business. And of course, a lot of the businesses are digitally focused or online based. Um, what are the differences you're seeing today versus when you started your business that are either pros or cons? Well, I think creating a community is easier and harder in some ways today for, for any business. I mean, you've got all these free tools available with social media, uh, which are fabulous. You don't have to spend a ton of money on uh, a marketing or big, splashy advertising campaigns to get to get out there. A lot of times if you've got clever social media and great content, you know, that goes a long way. But in that same uh, on that same notion, there's no barrier to entry with, with anything. Uh, you know, I think there's no barrier to entry if you're starting uh, a business with branding and things because you can start an Etsy shop. You don't need a physical location. You can open up a, a web storefront. But there is all of that competition. So you do need to have a game plan as to how you're going to get the message out there. You do need to have a game plan as to how you're going to grow. You know, I had the time to really solidify the, my voice um, and what the, the site was going to be about. You know, I spent two years really figuring that out uh, before we started throwing money into marketing and to trying to grow the readership. Um, so I, I died to have the luxury of those two years of figuring things out. I think now things move at a little bit of a faster pace. I mean, the, the blessing is now you can kind of fail fast and, and move on from there. Uh, but I do, you know, I had the benefit of building a community, listening to them slowly and surely over two years as to what they wanted to hear, what they didn't want to hear when it came to content. And I think nowadays it's, um, you know, it's, it's much more reactionary than it was back in 2007. Right. Yeah, in some ways, like you said, there are no barriers to entry, but there's on the same token so much more competition or at least visible competition. What do you think it says about women and moms, the fact that we are creating businesses? I think at a much faster clip than dads or men, I mean, women are in, in some in their category of their own very much a leading category of entrepreneurs. It's definitely where the growth is happening, and I feel that. And I, I mean, I can definitely tell you what the, the issue is. It was the having to ask for, from 
for permission to do what you wanted to do. And every entrepreneur had had that same story that there became this point is sometimes it was a specific thing that they were asking a boss for permission to do with their family that they got the no on. And they were just incredulous that after giving their blood, sweat and tears uh, to a company that they couldn't get that sort of flexibility. So the flexibility cannot, you just can't compare with it. Am I working as many hours as I did back at Ralph Lauren, the company that I was working before, before I left? Probably. But those hours look a lot different. Uh, they look a lot, you know, less structured and a lot less dependent on all of those meetings that were bogging down the the, the creative progress process and the workflow. So we are we are definitely very light on meetings within my company, and we're very uh, big on creative get-togethers where we do brainstorming. We come up with ideas, we circle the best of them, we analyze what's working, what's not working. But we don't have meetings just to have meetings. And I think the permission to run your life and schedule your life uh, around your family is is just there's you can't even put a price tag on it and i think women are so drawn to that to building their dreams of having a family and having a fulfilling work life that they're really not looking back you use a very controversial word in your title uh subtitle balancing entrepreneurship kids and success the word balance is something that Either you accept it, you know, you believe in it, or some people say there's no such thing as balance. So when you talk about balance, tell me how that looks. That's a great question. And uh, I think of it, when I think about the things that don't work, I think juggling doesn't work because I <laughs> the capacity. You know, juggling, you've got like three or four You don't four want to see me juggle. No, that's nice. no, you've got three or four balls up in the air at, at any one time and you are just seconds away from disaster. Um, so I don't like that that visual, that metaphor at all. But I do like the idea of balance because I will tell you, I have given up a lot of things, but the two things that I have clung to are a career that I love and a family core that is just so solid and so important to me. So this is a, this is a balance. There are two things in my life that really matter. Um, and I say no to so many other things. Now that's not to say on this particular scale that sometimes the, the family part is tipping up heavier and sometimes the, um, the work part is taking a hit. So is it perfect every day? No, it's absolutely not. But I do think that women can have these two things. Can you also have a, vol- you know, a fabulous volunteer life? Can you see your girlfriends every moment? Can you, you know, beat your fastest pace in the marathon? No, probably not. You know, there's always going to be sacrifices to be made. But I 100% believe that you can have a career you love and you can stay deeply connected with your kids at the same time. One of the things that... Um that Sheryl Sandberg didn't really dive into and lean in, which she's later kind of fessed up to, is that she didn't really emphasize the importance of being in a very healthy and supportive relationship with a partner. That in order to lean in or to, in your case, be a mom boss, maybe you're a single mom boss, but it's important to have that support community. So how do you recommend women go about finding that or making sure that there is also balance in the relationship that they have with their partner if they're married? 
I think that there need to be conversations early on before the business launch uh, with the stakeholders in your family. So, you know, even with your kids, if they are old enough to understand that your hours with them are going to change and your ability to be um, super free and always there for every activity and every outing, you need to be honest with your kids that those things are going to change with the startup and certainly with your your partner, your spouse um, and the caregivers that are involved. And you need to be really open and honest about how it is going to affect you as a person being able to build this thing that is not about the children. It's not about um, the family that it's, it's for you. It's for your um, mental well-being being it's also for your ambitious side it's for all the things that existed before you became a mom and i think that you need to stress how important that is that we are you know a, a highly educated generation of women whose you know, mothers and grandmothers made all these sacrifices so we could have all of these career options so we could go to the best schools well now we're out and we want a family and we still want to make the most of our career options that that all of the uh, the earlier feminists had put out there for us and i don't think we can be apologetic about it. I think that we have to be very clear that we are ambitious and not say it's just this little hobby. It's just this little thing. There's so many female entrepreneurs and mom entrepreneurs who are apologetic about what they're starting. And I think that early conversations you have with your, your partners, your spouses, you know, if you're a single mom, it could be the grandmother who's helping to take care of your kids, or uh, it could be the, the partner that you're going into business with. You need to own your success and your trajectory and your ambitions for it and having those conversations early on about how you see the business growing what it's going to look like at three months six months nine months are so so important early on just about every investment and retirement plan is created by men for men which is fine unless you're a woman. Women still earn less than men, for now. We're more aware of risk, we're more likely than men to pause our careers to raise a family, and unfortunately, we typically retire with less wealth than men, even though statistics show that we live longer. That's why there's Elevest, created for women, run by and designed by women. Elevest helps women invest based on their specific goals, like buying a home, starting a business, raising a family, or just retiring like a boss. So Money listeners can visit elevest.com slash so money and have an investment plan created at no cost, customized to your specific goals. Invest like a woman with Elevest. E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T. That's LFS.com slash so money. So many listeners uh, on So Money, uh, I imagine, are maybe in a transition phase or they're working a job and they have dreams of starting a business. And you made that transition, went from Ralph Lauren to starting Mom Trends. Talk about those early days for us, you know, and how it, how the transition went. The emotions, I'm sure, that were running rampant at the time. Well, I think one of the things, and I would really recommend this for single moms, especially the ones who have to have an income. So one of the things when I was making the transition is I was freelancing in my chosen industry while I was starting up Mom Trend. So I was working for other online publications um, at the time. So I started writing out for Time Out New York, Kids Online, and a number of other um, online resources as Mom Trends was getting up and going. So I was learning from from 
the uh, other publications out there, what were best practices. I was making a lot of contacts. I was going out to a lot of events and doing a lot of networking through things that became available from those freelance jobs. So you could certainly do consulting or freelance work as you're getting your company up and running. And that way you're ensuring that also that you're getting a paycheck while you are launching your business. So I was doing this freelance work uh, and that was probably 10, 15 hours a week. And I was getting a paycheck for it. You know, it doesn't compare to what I'm making with mom trends now, but I made a ton of contacts and it was certainly covering babysitter costs for me. It was covering the startup costs of, of getting my URL and getting trademarked. And that was a great way to invest um, early time and energy, in, energy into my chosen field. And I learned a ton from my peers that I was able to put into practice. And then two years into it, into after the, the freelancing, I um, stopped the freelancing. There's one really lucrative gig that I kept, I held on to for another year or two, but I really cut back on that. And that's when we went full force with uh, selling advertising and selling marketing package packages with mom trends. But I had that two year overlap to really give me a safety net to experiment. So the stakes weren't as high when I launched Mom Trends. What were some of the failures you experienced early on that you're uh, kind of happy that they happened? Well, we I bought up all of these URLs that were going to be hyper local tentacles of the Mom Trends. Um, the way the, you know the Mom Trends was going to be the home base, and I was going to have Mom Trends LA and Mom Trends NYC, and this was going to be a hub for local events. And it was a complete disaster. It was so labor intensive, um, and the, the the payroll was so expensive to pay these editors to produce these pages. And then up against that, we were most of the advertising was local and local advertisers don't have as much money as national advertisers. So it was a, a huge drain on resources, both financial and personal. Um, and after about six months, we, uh, pulled the cord on that one. And, uh, you know, we had a good discussion with my team. We were able to uh, reallocate some of the writing staff to other projects. So nobody had to be laid off. Uh, but I think if I had hung on to it and had uh, not been willing to say, okay, this isn't working. We're being, you know, there's other people who beat us here who are doing it better. If I hadn't cut uh, cut the cord on that earlier, uh, I'm sorry, if I, so early, then it would have been a huge, a huge drain on us. And I think, it was sad, but letting things go like that had certainly helped us. And we used to do events for the general consumers. We did a few uh, mom-friendly events. Um, and we figured out early on that that is so competitive and so hard. If women don't have, they don't have a reason that they're connected to these other women, they didn't want to go to the events. And I thought, oh, you know, we've got this huge readership of New York moms. If we're helping somebody open a storefront, they're all going to want to come to the event. Uh, so we know about 35% of our readers are from the New York area. And well, it didn't turn out because they have nothing. They didn't know who else was going to be there. They weren't hyper connected in that way. But so we changed gears after a few flops of doing just general consumer events. We invited the blogging community to launch parties. And that's where we really found our niche because we knew the other bloggers in the community. We knew what types of events they wanted to go to. They were really looking for an opportunity to socialize in real life and to get offline because so much of their, their life is ruled behind the laptop. Um, so they really look forward to a night out with other bloggers to network, to um, compare war stories. And we now have done 150 influencer events with brands ranging from uh, Pantene Hair Care. Jessica Alba hired us for her launch party in New York City. We've done movie launches with Julianne Moore. So 
we found our community and we've been servicing them. So really we listened to what wasn't working. Then we listened to what was working. And I think that's the key is to, to failures. You've got to listen as hard for those failures as you do for these successes. You have two daughters, right? I do. I have two girls. One is 11 and the other one is eight. So tell me how you think they are perceiving all of this. You know, do you think that you're raising two little entrepreneurs? Are you, are they, do they, what, what kind of questions do they ask you? Do they seem interested in your business? Do they understand when you can't come maybe to sometimes events because you're working? Like how, ha- how have you, what kind of a relationship does the business play in your family, between your family? So I never started, the, it was never a personal blog about my parenting journey, which was a, a, a good business move as it turns out, because the kids, I thought their interest might wax or wane as the years went by. And it has, sometimes they're more interested when there are uh, toys involved for them or clothes. Now that they're a little bit older, they are highly interested in uh, contributing to content for the site. But I've always been uh, telling them about the business as we hired people, I would show them the payroll checks that would come in and I purposely would have them help me seal the checks and put stamps on them and then we would put them in the mailbox together and I would say okay well these are all the people that work for mommy so we're sending checks out to all of these women and probably 90% of the checks are sent to women Uh, and I said you know now they're going to be able to do things for their family maybe they're going to be able to take their family on vacation or pay for piano lessons or they're going to be able to pay for tuition or they're going to be able to pay for food so you know really sending that message that because of all of my work, I'm able to support all these other women. And they love, love, love going to the bank with me on check deposit day. Um, they fight over who gets to push all the numbers on the screen and they love to see, you know, the balance when it comes out and they ooh and ah, and then I'll say, okay, but next week's payroll. And I'll explain to them, you know, all this, remember all those checks that we send out. So they're really learning about that process. Uh, I think the older one definitely has an entrepreneurial spirit. She is very fascinated by the process. And she said, she She's definitely going to be an entrepreneur. She loves the freedom that I have with my schedule. Um, And I think that really resonates with her because she's a little bit more of a free spirit. The younger one, I think the jury's out, but I think she's got more of a scientist temperament. Mm -hmm. So maybe she'll be, she won't be doing something entrepreneurial, but make no mistake, they definitely know how uh, flexible my job is and how much I can be there for them. And they uh, are very appreciative of that. And they do, they find it, most of the content is for moms. So they, they don't find that interesting, but they do find it fascinating to see how I uh, have this personality online and how I take the comments that come in because I will definitely show them negative comments or when people don't say nice things. And I will, will have this whole deep social media conversation about how mommy doesn't get her worth from other people's comments. I create products, I create content, I create videos, I create a story that I'm really proud of. Uh, and I will look at the feedback and see what they have to say, but if it's just mean, uh, then that doesn't reflect upon me. So it's been a great tool for talking to my kids about social media. So that's been a real gift. And then the other gift is just seeing, having them see a female succeed with her business and really own the term bossy because the older one for sure has been called bossy by boys, uh, by adults in her life. And I want her to, to know that bossy doesn't have to be a pejorative term, that she can own it and she can use that to her benefit. I love it. You're talking about cyberbullying because entre- online entrepreneurs, we get cyberbullied 
all the time. And when I all the time. <laughs> when I became a parent, I made some corporate work related deal breakers. Like I before I had kids, maybe I would go and travel across the country and give a speech for a little bit of money and just be thankful for the exposure. And now I'm much more turned on by the higher paying gigs. And it's all really about maximizing my time and really maximizing my output. And so if, if someone wants me to travel for, to do something, like I try to do it in 24 hours. If somebody wants me to hire me for something, I'm much more strict about how much I need to get paid in order for this to really be worth my time and my effort. And it's like a, a switch went off when I had a child. The, what was the new framework within which you were working once you had a family? Did you have these conscious deal breakers? I think the, what you were talking about with the travel, I would say for the first four or five years of the company, I, I barely traveled. You know, if they did, my theory was everything comes to New York City eventually and everyone comes to New York City eventually. So I, I would meet with all the brands or get to uh, network with all the people eventually here in, in this fabulous city that we live in. Uh, over as the girls have gotten older and more independent, it's a little bit easier to travel now. But in the early days, it was just a, a non-starter. And there was a lot of women who... Um, and, and men who would, you know, SC attending conferences, and they they view it as a very social thing. They may learn a few things along the way, but you know, for me, conferences, I always had a really hard time saying yes to them um, because, again, I can do a lot of networking here in the city, just taking the subway in and meeting some people at, at you know at a cafe in Bryant Park or going to hear a speaker series um, for just a few hours. So that has certainly been something that probably I could have grown faster if I had done more business travel in those five years, but I won't get those years back with my kids. Um, so I don't think I, I missed anything um, there. And when it came to fees, uh, in the early days, I think I pretty much took anything that interested me that was going to create great content. And then we built the fees up after that. So I had a little bit different of a, um, a structure earlier on. You know, Now that I have a writing team and an editorial team, uh, it's such a blessing for me because I can really focus on strategy, marketing, the things I love to do. And I say I, I, um, I come out of retirement to write uh, if it's something I'm really, really fascinated in or if it's something that um, has you know a ton of zeros at the end of it. And those are two great reasons <laughs> to write something. So you know, I'm definitely 10 years in. I'm really getting to cherry pick the projects that I work on. And that is it's, it's amazing and well-deserved after 10 years, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that that is a lot of it too, is that we're having families at a period in our careers where we have also put in a lot of the work and the effort and we've paid our dues. And I will say that since becoming a mom, I've become a much better negotiator and I'm much more willing to walk away from something, which ends up benefiting me sometimes because sometimes the best negotiating tactic is walking away. You want to care, but not that much. Another reason to have kids. So tell us, you know, now that you've become an author, you have so many other titles and you wear so many other hats, but now you're an author. And so what do you think is going to happen after this? You've met tons of people. You've heard from a lot of moms. What do you think is going to be the next iteration or the next thing that you create to, to keep the conversation going? 
Well, I think we're going to spend about a year talking. Uh, uh, I've mapped out a year's worth of cities that I'll be visiting and keynotes and speaking engagements. So it'll take me through next August uh, in this particular iteration of the, of the business. And I do want to dive in and really help women solve problems, get over those hurdles that are standing between them and uh, the ultimate success and freedom of, of mom boss life. So I think a year into that, and then when I'm looking at, at the the six month, nine month, 12 year, 12 month plans for myself, we definitely are looking at more um, products that we're going to be developing. I think that that's going to be a huge move for all of the digital influencers because we've been using our influence to really promote other brands so much. Uh, and there's a lot of things that I feel like there's holes missing in the marketplace. And now I've got the resources, I've got the reach to create things. Maybe it's some clothing pieces that I feel like are missing from uh, a mom's wardrobe that people already rely on me for fashion tips and advice. And uh, rather than getting a 10% affiliate fee, if I can work with a brand to create something that we, we co-brand um, and I can make 50% off of the of the sales price, I think that that's where I, I'm interested in moving next. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to stay true to our core mission, which at Mom Trends is solving problems, lifestyle solutions for moms. And I think when you get too far away from your original reason that you started, then that's when things tend to tend to go wrong. So we're still 100% going to be focused on fantastic editorials, fantastic storytelling, uh, making sure that our writers are really focused on what moms need right now. And then, you know, the extensions of it, maybe this year it's a book, maybe next year the extension is some branding that we're going to be developing. You know, we've already got our events wing that that's going strong. Uh, but I think while I'm looking forward to growth and I'm looking forward to expansion, I also um, am still so in love with our original idea and the original reason we came to be. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we want to encourage everybody to go out and pick up a copy for themselves or another mom boss in their lives or aspiring mom boss. The book is called Mom Boss, Balancing Entrepreneurship, Kids, and Success. Really picking up where girl boss, for example, leaves off and maybe even in some ways lean in. Um, if you don't want to work for the man or the woman and want to run your own business and have a family and have balance, this is the book you must read. Thanks so much, Nicole, and best wishes for everything that's definitely going to be forthcoming. Thank you so much. And thank you again for the wonderful interview and tidbits that you provided in the book. They really are a highlight of it. My pleasure. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about the mom boss, Nicole Feliciano, check out her website, momtrends.com. She's also on Twitter at momtrends. The book again is called Mom Boss, Balancing Entrepreneurship, Kids, and Success. All of this information is back at somoneypodcast.com as well as the podcast transcript, the audio downloads. And you can also ask me a question every Friday. I turn the tables, answer your money questions, career questions, life questions, baby questions. Just hit me up, anything you got, and I'll try to answer it. Click on Ask Farnoosh, and that will get you into our queue for an upcoming episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I hope your day is so money. Money.